I've been knowing you for some while. That's true. And you've always had a tinkling of soul. Every day I, I try to describe soul. Maybe you mm -hmm. could hum eight bars of what soul represents. Well, we're doing a live show today. I didn't do one last week. Why's that? I traveled and I packed up all my shit and I forgot one critical thing, which is the adapter that allows the headphones to go into the preamp. So I couldn't broadcast. And now I'm here to tell you all about it. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm going to tell you all about it, but... Just tease it for the next two hours. I, that's a good idea. It was a hell of a ride, I will say that. Do you want to describe what it was? I wish I didn't go, but before we get into it, I gotta tell you. Boom. Radio, 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 free Brooklyn. Settled, folks. It's the Daily Echo. I do have a lot of notes. Suppose there are some merits to starting the show. Packed show. I don't know that it's packed. 
but I do have a lot of notes. I feel like some of them I could just wrap off and make it into a five-second thing, or I could make it into something much more, and uh, we'll see how that goes, I guess. Let's see what's doing with shit. All right. Here we go. Just tease the good stuff like once every five minutes. Yeah. Well, I'm teasing the good stuff by consulting with Pauline. I don't know if it's going to work. I forgot to set up the FaceTime thing. Hello? Hey, it's me. Sorry. Hello? Pauline? Damn it. All right. Great. Great start to the show. Now I'm unsettled. Uh, let's see. Um, I had a bunch of stuff I wanted to talk to Pauline about, so we'll have to figure out how to get her on the phone shortly. I actually forgot to dial into the call-in, so I got to do that on the air, very professionally. Uh, I thought I was ready, but as you can tell, I'm a little off my game, apparently. Um, so last week was a replay. I guess you know that. So... Uh, thank you for those of you that messaged me wondering if I was okay. I was fine. Uh, but I appreciate the, uh, sensitivity in the matter. I'm getting some, uh, Circa going in the bed music here. And, uh, I'm going to fire up the radio show. We're going to start a show on the air. And then we're going to call Pauline. That's what we're going to do. How does that sound, everybody? Did people think you playing a repeat was a cry for help? It was like a, was like a red flag? Yeah. Oh, shit. I did it again. Uh, yeah, they people were worried about me. I was excited about that. It felt good. I, I like when people worry about me. Yeah. It's, it's uh, Thank it's you validating. for calling Colin Studios host and call... Uh-huh. This is the Daily Echo, everyone. If you want to call and complain... Enter your six-digit pin number. Tell them Kevin Rooney is being very unprofessional. Welcome, host. You are now in the host room and can manage your callers from the call-in studio web interface. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to start the show over again, and uh, we're going to pretend like everything that's happened up until now did not happen. Is that okay with you? Can we do that? All right, here we go. I've been knowing you for some while, That's true. and you've always had a tinkling of soul. Every day I, I try to describe soul. Maybe you mm -hmm. could hum eight bars of what soul represents. Welcome to the Daily Echo, everybody. It's great to have you here. We are shot out of a cannon. We're, uh, we've done a lot of rehearsal leading up into today, so uh, you can expect a pretty solid show. Uh, let's see here. Where do I begin? My name is Kevin. And I'm Eric. And this is the Daily Echo. We've got Darren here today. Happy Thursday. Happy, it's been a while. Happy Thursday to you. Uh, and uh, we've got Eric, but Pauline is away. We might try to call her later. 
Jason canceled at the last minute. So you're just going to get the two of us. Is that all right? Uh, thank you for joining the show. We've got a lot of good tunes for you. We'll call it Pauline. But first, boom. Hey, can you hear me? Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, good. I just had to do the show start twice. I didn't do a good job the first time, so I just did it did it on air two times. Fun. Yeah, you really missed out. Uh, anyway, I couldn't set, call you on FaceTime because I forgot to set up the camera. I didn't do my didn't do my job. Great. But I was okay. calling. I was calling because I didn't know. So Darren's asking me how my week went last week, and I mm-hmm. haven't. I haven't decided yet how much, how much I should say on the air or not about my my recent trip to the boathouse. Oh, the disaster! <laughs> People want to know. People want to know, and I just had a caller text in and say, "Don't tease it. Tell it." Don't tease it. You got to tell it. I think I could just tease it for like most of the show, and that would be fine too. Um, I mean, I could talk about it. You want me to talk about it? Yeah, why don't you? That would be better, actually. Well, well so hold on. First, if if yeah. you're not int- if if this is a sensitive topic for you listeners, I am I beg you to why just why would this be sensitive for them? Turn off the radio right now. But how would they know if it was sensitive? Well, you'll see. <laughs> Pauline, go ahead. Trigger warning. You have the okay. floor. Well, Kevin took uh, Kevin went away. Uh, to some uh, lake house that didn't have like a magic mailbox. So right off the bat, you know, bad news. But uh, so he went with his lady friend. And uh, yeah, it was kind of uh, ruinous, I guess. I mean, I don't know like how much detail you want me to go into because it's not my story to tell. But, you know, uh, suffice it to say. You're doing fine. You kind of like fucked it up a little bit i did i mean interesting a little bit i mean listen kevin you know how you handle things you you tend to like detonate a bomb and walk away you know what i'm saying i didn't detonate any bombs well you you let the thing okay so i'm trying to be delicate so glad we started the show over again. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen Run Lola Run? Yes. There's like yes. different story, different <laughs> different co- different versions of the story. I'm just coming at this from the woman's perspective, where mm-hmm. like if uh, the guy that I was seeing kind of you know pushed me away a little bit, I would want to push back to fix it but kevin was not feeling that vibe and mm. uh just kind of like pushed her further do you know what i mean you're yes be- you're being very delicate with your words i appreciate that well, they're lacking I mean, in detail really, like none of my business really but like if you didn't want to talk about it i was just gonna say you kind of you didn't have a falling out but it was kind of a uh, a disagreement on um, 
<laughs> you know, maybe you had, maybe you guys had different expectations of how the weekend was going to go, and it didn't go. Yeah. What? It kind of. It didn't go. The car before we even got out of Brooklyn, it was uncomfortable in the car. Here, Let's go into some thing. detail. Like, you can't. This is what I think. I think it was too soon for you guys to go away together. Yeah. Like bottom line, it was. Even though you guys have known each other for a while, you didn't really pick this thing back up until very recently. And I think it might have been a little bit too much pressure on this thing that you two were doing to go away for, together. Yeah, I regret it. <laughs> I mean, it was super scenic, though. If you're going to like break up with somebody, super scenic place to do it. <sighs> So do you think do you think unconsciously you took her out of the five boroughs to break up with her in a different place i didn't break up with her oh we're just at an impasse where i'm you know i don't know if we're gonna well you're kind of being like a little too standoffish and a little too like i don't care whatever which drives a lot of women insane hmm. maybe that's working like that kind of, <laughs> i was gonna say uh, in, a, in a good way no, not in a good way. In the, doesn't he have any opinion on this either way? Like, your your attitude is, I could take it or leave it. No, that's not that's true. Not, uh, I just don't. That's not necessarily what women want to hear. I just don't want to deal with any gruff. Guff? Guff. You're going to get it. <laughs> Guff. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> But, but Pauline, I wasn't there. You weren't there. Kevin's the only one that's got nitty-gritty details. I feel like we... <laughs> uh, he gave me the nitty-gritty details as if I were there and I got secondhand embarrassment. <sighs> there was one part where I FaceTimed Pauline. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know that she was, you know, kind of maybe in the background. Maybe she heard something, maybe not. But I was like, oh, did she push you in the lake yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that was not the worst thing you said on that call. It was great. Oh, what else did I say? I don't remember. All I know is it I led to a, for her. It led to a discussion of um, this is terrible. Uh, it led to a discussion of um, you can talk to me. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to. Oh, you don't have to talk to Pauline. I mean, <laughs> granted, that's probably sage advice, but uh, I don't know. Oh God. So, so anyway, you guys are kind of not talking or I don't know. So I'll keep going. I'm already this yeah. far into it. Fuck it. Yeah, right? go ahead. So, the, so the first day was a bust because the car ride was so miserable. Why was the ride miserable? Just friction, tension. What's there to Back argue driving. about? Uh, you know, I don't like, uh, you know, I, I, I can drive. I don't need, I don't need, you know. So also, certain... he has a very specific way that he needs the map, like red or whatever. No, no, I Navigate. Use... He needs a really like trusty co-pilot, like navigation-wise. Yeah, they have CarPlay now or whatever it is. It's beautiful. So it was that part yeah. sucked. Uh, going back further, the origin of it, uh, the pitch was originally that. I was invited and that some other people were invited as well. 
And I said, I don't want to go if anyone else is invited because it's COVID. So that was the deal. And the people were, I guess, uninvited. I don't know. But the the decks were cleared you for me. You that she had uninvited them. The decks were cleared for me, I thought. You know, maybe that's arrogant. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me. Do you think unconsciously she was bothered by the fact that she told her other friends don't come? I was happy to not go in the first place. And that's obviously what should have happened. But, um, <laughs> but why? What did the what's the where's the juice? So why would you not want to go? Well, the thing that sucks the worst is that the juiciest part is the part that I definitely can't say on the radio. So all I will say is is that I didn't want to go to an event where there was going to be other people, and so when I got sort of the bait and switch, and I'm suddenly like interacting with people that I don't know what their lives are, or what they're doing, if they're you know, and we're indoors and there's no masks, you know. Uh, yeah, that was kind of, uh, that's the part that I would have been pretty upset about with as well, being surprised by uh, other guests. So that was day two. And, uh, and the most delicate way I can describe day three is just that I needed my own space and I was not, it was not given to me. And, uh, and that was sort of a big, big one for me. What, uh, what would that look like? A different part of the house, mm-hmm. different wing in the mm-hmm. house. Yeah. During the work yeah. day or like at night, because at night, night, but at night, didn't she have it in mind that you'd be hanging out like a couple? Well, yeah. So they were hanging out as a couple, and then, as I understood it, oh, she kind of picked a fight. After hanging out as a couple. <laughs> what did she pick the fight about? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, but Kevin needed his space. He said, I, okay, I, I'm going to go be alone or whatever. And then that was like, you know, she wanted to talk things out. You know, I get it. And Kevin was not having it. So she wanted it to be all in, kind of. What do you mean all in? You know, like, you'd be intertwined the whole weekend in some fashion. Well, I didn't anticipate needing my own space, but it was also something we discussed beforehand, that it was perfectly okay. Because you were also working there. You were also going to be doing work. That wasn't when we had the discussion about space. It was more like, what if I get, Uh, what if you get sick of me kind of thing, you know? uh, so I, yeah. I, I felt that I was entitled to some space and I didn't get it. And then I got really upset about that and, uh, and I can't shake it off. And so the whole drive home was terrible. It was like speeding <laughs> just to get home as quickly as possible. <laughs> no. not, a, not a lot of talking on the way back? Not a lot of talking. Not a lot of talking at all. Ugh, what about the awkward. goodbye? The goodbye was very awkward. And, uh, and I don't know what to do now. <clears throat> I mean, I probably just ruined it. So, I mean, I guess there's that. But if I didn't, uh, I still don't know what to do about the whole situation. So, I don't know. Maybe that just took care of itself, I guess. What about you? What Do you have any... Uh, we haven't talked about couples therapy yet. Can we change oh, topics? Oh, wasn't that something? Yeah. You want to talk about it? Yeah, I do. I mean, because the thing is, is I also, yeah, I think I, we need to have more sessions with her. <clears throat> uh. 
Uh, you, uh, oh, Kevin. <laughs> what? It's because he finds her attractive. No, no, no. I'm very professional about these things. In, in any in any event, she's taken. I already inquired. Is her name start with a G? <laughs> no. Oh, I thought it was my own hot therapist. <laughs> things are getting muddy. You have a hot therapist too? Yeah. Guys, come on. She's a good no, bit younger, and someone compared having a younger therapist to taking an intern out for coffee. Oh, Jesus. Once you figure out they're young, because you can't take them seriously after that, you feel like they're working for you all of a sudden because they're 10 years younger, oh. whatever. Well, your I, therapist is kind of working for you, though, right? I know, but 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 not as a, not as a you know, someone further down oh. the chain than you. Yeah. But when they're younger, like, uh, that's, you know. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought it was a good session. I thought we we got some, we cleared the air. We got some things out. I think I almost cried a couple times. I know, which was very surprising. I don't know that I've known you to be emotional in that way. <laughs> but was it? Did you I mean, did I'm you really crying. feel like did you really feel like you needed it, or it was like stunt therapy? It was like good for radio. No, therapy. I think I need. I think we needed to to clear the air over what happened last time mm. when i air. when i used pauline as a prop basically yeah and i was very masterfully like, not okay la- not okay with that yeah well we had a good session uh yeah. she was beautiful she's taken <laughs> god <laughs> um Poor woman. She was really good. Uh, made me second guess my own therapy situation, actually, and not not because of <laughs> you can't have her. I know, I know. <laughs> I don't, I don't want okay. her. But but when I look at like some of my other notes, I I think I gotta do something. Wh- who will take Eric when I die? That's one of my notes written down for not the radio. It. Not it. That makes me sad. Nope. How long do cats stick around? I don't like F- him. Fifteen years. Oof. You don't think you're going to be alive in 15 years? I don't know. It's got to have a plan. Oh my God, I have news for you. I mean, most likely you will be. You know what's right up the street, though? Right up here on Columbia Waterfront is the is the cat the water the cat place. It's a big chained in li- chain link place. It's like a cat habitat, and people go and feed them. Oh, you mean where the um where the baby Jesus is? There's like a whole. You uh, take Eric there now. <laughs> yeah, I think they're open to donations. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. Whatever. Oh, I can't. But I'll take Winston. I'll take Winston for real. But but no, I I need therapy. The the I have one friend that uh, that actually stopped being friends with me because of the radio show where I treated Pauline. Let's get into that. That makes even less sense. Yeah, I don't know. He just hung up on Does me. Does it? I think it makes perfect sense. I wanted to not be friends with Kevin that day either. But that's really taking sides as a third party. I don't know if that's good. I don't know if that's healthy for your friend. Well, he was clearly in the wrong. Who, me? Yeah. Yeah, but we've watched friends over the years do things in the wrong. and You don't defriend them. <laughs> right? <laughs> Who, me? I've seen friends do some dumb shit. I've seen I myself do dumb shit, but nobody, nobody like friend well my whole thing is is it had nothing to do with him so just that's what i mean stay the fuck out of it you know (laughs) yeah um but whatever he's on pauline's side so that's cool um does he know pauline 
No. So you took the side of a stranger over how long have you known this guy? 22 years. Fucking shit. Imagine. Imagine. You know what? It was charity hanging out with that fucker, so it's fine. <laughs> this is the uh, the Burning Bridges show. <laughs> yeah, who else we got? Burn them all down. Yeah, charity. let's burn some bridges. What other dead weight? Yeah, what about your dating? <laughs> What's going on with your dating? You uh, have you told uh, Darren about your your Instagram saga? Oh, so. Okay, so that fucker that broke up with me to take his ex back, remember we did that whole entire fucking show? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I love her, I gotta take her back. We gotta give it a go. We've been through so much together, etc., etc. Guess what? There's no he... ex. What? what? She never showed up. She never called. She never. I ran into his roommate on the street and I was like, yo, your boy is a fucking piece of shit. And he's like, I know, right? He's such a little bitch. Um, and I was like, do you know, like, was what happened with like his ex that was hanging out or whatever? She, she had a problem. She had to come and like stay with you guys for five days. And he was like, what? I was like, wasn't there a woman staying with you guys for like five days? Like he had to rescue her or whatever. It was like the and big was, like, story of why they no. broke up. Yeah, and that was the reason he gave me why he was breaking up with me, was because she came crawling back. Not so. She never fucking materialized. There was no ex-girlfriend showing up. He was just seeing somebody else. And he was seeing this person while he was seeing me. Oh, God, this is making me mad. And then, you know, and I'm not one to fucking let anything die, especially when you do me dirty like that. I mean, that was fucking egregious, right? So I texted him and I read him for filth. He did not respond. He neither confirmed nor denied, which to me is you're admitting it because he didn't even bother to defend himself. And then, and then I texted the new lady. (laughs) Wait a second. How did you get her number? (laughs) Can you believe that? I didn't get her number. Do you know how I knew it was her? Because she started showing up in his Instagram when he and I were still dating. So I knew who the fuck this twat was. And I fucking messaged her as well. And I was like, listen, uh, I'm just going to let you know that I'm 100% certain that he was seeing the both of us at the same time. Uh, I think that this started happening in February, but I don't know. I don't know when you met him. Uh, you need to watch out for yourself because this guy is bad fucking news. And she writes me back, full delusional mode. I'm actually totally aware of the situation. Uh, And I don't know if it makes you feel better, but he wasn't cheating on you. It's a good imitation. (laughs) Sounded like a little girl the way you said that. (laughs) Well, she looks like a little girl. So, and I was like, Okay, so I didn't respond to her. I was like, she's clearly in the honeymoon phase, and he is clearly a charmer and a liar and a very skilled liar, and he's, you know, pulled one over, pulled the wool over her eyes. So that's that. But this motherfucker lied and was cheating. But why Why do you think he came up with that particular lie? So you'd feel worse, or it would seem more dramatic somehow? More because, No, because... Because I think in his addled little 
fucking pea brain. He thought it would sound better if he were to say that he's going back with his ex. <laughs> that doesn't Not sound that. better. That oh, sounds borderline I, worse. No, well, it doesn't sound as bad as I met somebody while we were dating and I was cheating on you and now I'm with her. I don't know which is better or worse. They're both shitty. I don't, I don't I, honestly, Darren, I don't know either. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> He's an idiot and they deserve each other. And honestly, like I've washed my hands of it. So I he, only did this because I thought that she might listen to reason. But she's clearly like, you know, in it. So he's so. like too dumb to lie, right? Yes, exactly. Wow. All right, you've got every red flag you wanted. If it helps, every get through it. Fucking one. Yeah. And that's Man. what I told her. I was like, I, I ignored all the red flags and I only realized in hindsight what a piece of shit he is. Watch out for yourself. And at any point, because me and Kevin met him, at any point did you guys discuss red flags way earlier on? She and I? Yeah. yeah. Did you have opinions? We discussed what I should do next time because I had opinions. Okay. He had opinions, but because, you know... he. It's not the kind of thing that you can bring up like, oh, I think your boyfriend's a fucking shithead. You know what I mean? Like, No. But that's what I would gotta, said. Yes, and you kind of got to get to that point yourself. Yeah. You yeah. have to arrive to that conclusion kind of like yourself. You're not going to want to hear it from your friend like, because you like the person, right? It's like, it's kind of hurtful, right? To hear that from your, your best friend. Because you want yeah. everybody to get along, you want you want you want your friends to get along with the people you're dating, and vice versa. So it's kind of like a, a tricky situation. But no, so next time I told Kevin, because clearly, I don't know, my my intuition is off or whatever, because it's been a really difficult year dating wise. But I told Kevin next time you just say it, just say it. <laughs> yeah. The second you you think something's off, let me know. That's such. Because a- I honestly could have saved myself time. Yeah, that's the old, old, old dilemma that never goes away is like when and if you can tell someone, a really good friend, what you think about what they're doing and who, what you think about the person. It's like really hard to not say something. Your relationship has to be really strong. Like you and that friend have to be super tight. So like, like I personally have lost friends over this. Mm-hmm. That's what I was afraid of. But in my past, in the past, yeah, in the past, I've told somebody, your boyfriend's a piece of shit, and I never spoke to her again. <laughs> well, like, Kevin, if you, knew, <laughs> if you knew he was cheating, absolutely. Oh, you, of no course brainer. you would say something. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Absol- oh, yes, absolutely. Which is why, uh, look, I, didn't even, I don't even know this woman, but this is why I felt like I had to tell her. I was like, look, he did this really shitty thing. I don't know if you know, like, who I am, my guess is no. Yeah. Because why would he tell you who I am? Because he right. met you while he was seeing me. Right. But she was like, I'm totally aware of the situation. Like, what situation? Good for Weirdo. her. Weirdo. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah. so well, that's that. That's that. Uh, other than that, I guess the only news that you've got is that you got the second shot. Yeah, you're fully vaccinated. I'm fully vaccinated. Hell yeah, it's going to get super weird for people in about two weeks. I'm going to go make out with everybody. Oh, Jesus. Well, 
congratulations. Yes. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I think I'm going to. I'm going to start the show over again, and I'm going to edit out all of this. <laughs> Thank you for your time. All right. Have a good evening. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. I've been knowing you for some while, That's true. and you've always had a tinkling of soul. Every day I, I try to describe soul. Maybe you mm. could hum eight bars of what soul represents. Mm. again folks it's thursday afternoon it's uh just after five and uh we're here with darren hoyt of circa available on bandcamp and everywhere that music can be found uh my name is kevin and i'm eric this is the daily echo uh I think this is really good practice. I feel like I'm getting better at my intro. <laughs> you know, practice makes perfect. It's getting there. It's definitely getting there. It's getting better. That third time felt great. This is the third time. Yeah. <laughs> it feels good. <laughs> All right, folks. Welcome to the show. Boom. All right. Let's start the show for real. What do you say? Uh, let's play a couple songs. Boom, 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 boom. My name is Cupid Valentino, the modern day Cupid, and I just want to say one thing, happy Valentine's Day. I don't think y'all heard, man, I just want to say happy Valentine's Day. Can y'all dig that? Now, when arrows don't penetrate, see... He shoots straight for your heart Now, and he won't miss you But that's alright, y'all won't believe in me anyway, but You won't believe in me, but When Cupid knocks at your door You can't ignore me There's no need to run So happy Valentine's Day Hey Every day the 14th Now I may have it all wrong See, if you know what love means Well, well somebody tell me Cause they just don't believe in me
your hearts have grown cold And that bothers me Now I understand Cause I used to be a bad boy in my day I know you're trying to protect your little feelings But you can't run away Be some kind of player or something? Well, keep on running, player. Cause I got my good shoes on. And I got them tied up tight. So you gonna find out tonight. Then how could you be my friend?
Be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming RFB events. You can sign up at www.radiofreebrooklyn.org slash newsletter. Very cool. Very, very cool. Um, Prince died five years ago yesterday. That's why I played that song. You know how good that sounds in headphones? Yeah. Like, every other band at that time had so much fucking reverb on everything they did. It sounded like it was recorded in a stadium. Yeah, and everything he had was tight and clean. Yeah, it's like bone dry. It sounds yeah. so good. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I uh, Have you seen the performance that he did on... Um, it's the Hall of Fame. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, where they did While My Guitar <laughs> Gently Weeps. Yeah. You saw that? Yeah. I don't even know how it's possible, because he... He like throws the guitar up in the air and it just disappears. It's amazing. I think everyone had to sign non-disclosure to say that they didn't know how he did it because they ha- would have had to have somebody up there catching it. Yeah, ready to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well. <laughs> that's getting into the weeds a little bit. No, that's good. We, uh, yeah, I don't know. The uh, getting into the weeds... Um, tomorrow I have a Radio Free Brooklyn Mixer event. And so like we all like have a drink on Zoom. Oh, God, I knew you were going to say Zoom. It's going to be weird. I know. Strangers. It's going to be real weird. Yeah. Um, just mainly because I find it weird to uh, be evaluated by other radio people. I don't know if they listen. I listen to some of the other shows, so I guess I'm doing the same thing. But, uh, you know, describing it, and like I re- my co-host is my robot cat. You know, it's just enough, you know? Those people, I mean, it can be competitive like anything else, too. Well, I'm like, excited, honestly, but uh, it's, it's a little bizarre as well. You know, my dad told me last night he went to his 50th med school reunion on Zoom the other night. And yeah. it was only seven people, and he wore a suit and tie on Zoom, and everyone else was just like morbidly obese <laughs> and like didn't give a shit to be there and was wearing like pajamas basically. Nice. Yeah. Oh, we got a caller. Here we go. Anna. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are y'all? We are good. We are good. Anna, my dad says hi. We both miss you. I miss you both so much. Um, I also just was really delighted by the mental image of your dad wearing a suit <laughs> on a Zoom medical school <laughs> reunion. If you do, if you add 1950s plus med school plus plus 
you know, like uptight nerd. That's what you get. Yeah, you know, I'm like, get about that, honestly. That's who's going to wear a tie to a Zoom thing. I'm excited. I feel pretty good about it. I'm excited about the topic that it looks like you 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 called in for because I actually have some follow-up question or one follow-up question from our last conversation if I'm allowed to ask that at the end, but uh <laughs> Well, it's your show. I think you're allowed to do whatever you uh, want despite I the to, train wreck that this uh, weekend. <laughs> fair enough. Um All right, so what do you got? What's up? Okay. So um, I'm not sure if everyone knows this or not, but um, I am like intentionally unemployed right now, and I've been using my time to dive into like really important things. And cool. um, what I've recently gotten into is the use of performance enhancing drugs in sports. Now, I don't give a hot damn about sports or performance enhancing drugs. But I recently watched um, this documentary yeah. called Icarus about uh, Russia's like doping scandal prior to the 2016 Olympics, which again right. I don't really care about. But I have been sending emails to the International Olympic Committee um, because I have all this time now. And I've come up with um, a plan that I really want people to get behind, and it is cool. encouraging performance-enhancing drugs in sports because I kind of feel like <laughs> now it's just like a big science fair, right? Like it's a competition of science. Um, so you want to make superhumans. You want to make superhuman. Yeah, like, just- yeah, fine. Like, and if there are people who like don't want to dope, then like that's fine too. You can have your own non-doping league. But <laughs> if people do want to dope, I think they should be encouraged to. But the condition is, if you choose to dope, you do not get to choose what you dope with. And so it oh. could be performance-enhancing drugs. It could be LSD. It could be a laxative. You don't know what you get <laughs> until you get it. <laughs> That would make so, that would make for I great television. Emails. I think so too. I've I want to see an all laxative Olympics. That's what I was thinking. Like swimming, like po- water polo <laughs> with like massive laxatives. <laughs> right. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and cool. so, um, I've sent repeated emails to the IOC. No one is responding, but I really feel that if people want to join me and my effort of making doping in sports a thing, then, you know, please, please join me because I think this is really important. (laughs) I love this. (laughs) This is a great use of the airwaves. I like that you took it to a second level by emailing them directly. You didn't just call up and float the idea. You already went forward with it. You know... Oh, I've already sent multiple emails. (laughs) Well, so Lionel Messi is a uh, is like a famous soccer player. I don't know if you know who he is, but he uh, okay. So he's like arguably the greatest soccer player of all time, but he's very little. And basically, okay. what what happened was when he was a child, he was fighting dwarfism uh, in Argentina, and uh, Barcelona. Uh, you know, visited Argentina because of his talent and basically said, we'll take care of all of your treatment uh, and fly your family to Barcelona if you join the football club. 
and they pumped him with all sorts of God knows what magic because he turned out to, you know, he's tall enough uh, and he's like built like an ox, uh, you know, greatest, you know, athlete besides Michael Jordan, I think of all time. And definitely. You know, he's definitely a byproduct of science. I didn't know you could fight dwarfism. He, he fought and I didn't he won. I not know that either. This is news to me. <laughs> well, yeah, you can quote me on it. I'm going to go out on a limb on this one. Fighting it. <laughs> you know what's cool about Anna's idea is that the general public would probably look down there. They, they'd probably not look kindly on people d- doping. But the people that chose to not dope, we'd all be behind them like Rocky. Like we'd be, you know, there'd be heroes like Cinderella stories. Uh. Or like the, the guy that didn't dope that beat the doper in skiing or whatever like that mm. would give that would up the ante we'd have something to cheer for i mean you know lance armstrong Maybe it would. i also feel like people you know i mean i don't know I, I i can't speak to sports fans because i'm not a sports fan but i feel like it's uh you know a, a thing in everyone in the back of everyone's mind that there are athletes that are you know doping and uh, they just haven't been caught yet. <laughs> and so I think that it's already, a, you know, uneven or, or not a level playing, playing field, field because yeah. there are people who are doing it. So, yeah, yeah. No, I just want to make it more fun. <laughs> I agree. Is this your, would you say this is your only hobby right now? My only hobby is like finding like really obscure causes to get behind and <laughs> okay. then just sending weekly emails. <laughs> this is a good one. So, while we're talking about performance-enhancing drugs, it's very, uh, okay. it's very funny parallel because I, uh, I've been thinking about a lot about the last time we talked. Uh, okay. We we talked for thirty-five minutes about uh, you know uh, that topic uh, and um, orgies. Orgies, good. Um, and so, you know, in my insecurity, I guess what I wanted to know. Uh, like, do these guys are they able to just last for hours? Perf- when I think of performance enhancing drugs, like, I just imagine everybody's just well hung and can just <laughs> can just go do the business endlessly, and it's very intimidating. So I figured that there are okay. other listeners that might be intimidated as well, and I wanted to help with that. Okay, great question. Um, so is everyone? who has a penis at an orgy well hung? The answer is no. Um, Does that matter to everyone else in attendance at an orgy? Also, no. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that there are are people of all, all across the spectrum, age, size, race, gender, um, who appreciate penises of all sizes. Um, and so I don't, I haven't known, um, anyone on any end of the spectrum of a smaller penis or a larger penis or just a medium average penis who has been, uh, like actively, you know, shunned or turned down for their penis size because, Huh. There's always someone who, you know, wants what you have to offer. Um, That's great. I love that. The question of uh, 
performance of, you know, like Viagra or Cialis <laughs> or something. That's a pretty like common thing that happens. Um, I know whenever I've been like out of the country, mm-hmm. I've brought back Viagra and Cialis for people. Um, because it's easier to get without a prescription. People are, like, embarrassed to go to their doctor for these things, um, Mm. which is, like, you know, understandable, but it doesn't have to be that way. But, I mean, it is. So you get it however you can. Um, I don't personally know what it's like to take one of those since I don't have a penis, but I know people who do have penises. And I also know people who have penises who don't feel like they have to you know, maintain an, er- an erection during an entire orgy, right? Like, there there are other ways to satisfy your partner besides having a hard cock. I love it. I, I love it. I have a related question, kind of. Okay. Is there, <clears throat> is there anybody that just keeps showing up to the orgy and they're, like, terrible at sex? They're just like not good. They're very mediocre at best, but they're nice kind of, and they just, they kind of won't stop showing up and nobody knows what to do with them. It's like the guy on the team that's the goalie that you really just wish you could kick off the team, but he's a great guy. He stinks completely and everyone knows it. (laughs) He keeps going back every week. Um, That's a like tough, that's a tough question. I, I will say that I know people who, go to orgies who I don't see engaging in sex. They're just like hanging out or maybe like making out or maybe dancing, but they're, I've never seen them like actively engaged in sex with someone else. Um, does that mean that they're like bad at sex and no one wants to sleep with them? Not necessarily. Yeah, totally not. They could be. Maybe they're just like studying. But I kind of imagine... I mean, I feel like the thing with, like, sex, too, is, like, there's this um, weird, like, kind of thing that no one wants to talk about, and that is, like, what do you do if you're bad at sex? (laughs) And I think the answer to that, um, and and I'm speaking from me, myself, being, having a time in my life where I was unexperienced with sex, and then also having partners who were, like, less experienced than me. Um, the key to getting better at sex is having a partner who is comfortable communicating their desires to you mm. and um, practice, right? Like a lot of practice um, and having partners who are patient and partners who are compassionate and understanding um, and also partners who like, you know, how they receive pleasure um, so they what can if- teach you what they like. What if you're both really comfortable with each other and you like each other and he communicates his desires and you're just horrified? Um, that hasn't, I mean, that hasn't happened yet, but I'm going to say that I'm an outlier because there's not a whole lot that like horrifies me. I guess unless it was like, you know, I want to bang a child or something then I would be like, okay, I'm I'm calling the police. Yes. I haven't had someone come to me. I've had someone, I mean, I've had a few instances where people, have wanted me to do things that I had never heard of before. And my kind of general rule is that I will try everything twice because the first time might just be like a bad fluke or something. So I'll try it again. Um, If I don't like it after the second time, then I'll say, you know what? I don't want to do that again. Yeah. Well, it seems reasonable. 
You are the outlier, that's yeah. for sure. I don't think most people would be patient. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I, when, when I want to have as much sex as I want to have and as, with as many different people as I want to have sex with, then you got to be a little patient and, and kind. I love it. I love it. I um, I don't know. I, I've had so many conversations with people about the last time you called in. It really, it was really fun for all of us. And so I'm glad that you were able oh, to answer some of these questions. I have more. I just wasn't prepared with all of them. But uh, uh, um, call- I'm going to call back again. I'm going to call back again. Don't all right, worry. Good. I'm going to keep a list. Um, okay. All right. Well, good to talk to you. Thank you for calling. Thanks, Lucy. I okay. love you. All right. Bye. Mm. I love you too. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. All right, here we go. That was fun. Oh, let's see if I'm in trouble. Lucy was my downstairs neighbor. And we got close just as a neighbor. Yeah. Sort of like you and Pauline. Like, she's my she's my Pauline, and they would love each other. Yeah. They don't have filters like a normal person, but in a good way. I love it. <laughs> like a normal person. I think my mom really enjoyed that conversation. Good.
Joining us, you're listening to The Daily Echo on Radio Free Brooklyn. My name's Kevin. And I'm Eric. And we're here with Darren. And Darren and I were just talking about masks. Can we talk about that? Let's do it. (laughs) Uh, So, at some point, we're not going to have to wear them outside anymore, I guess. And... I don't want to wear them at all anymore 
but I'm going to. Uh, and I think, you know, I don't know where you stand on this, but I, um, I'm conflicted. There's articles now in the New York Times. I read an NPR. You sent me one from Slate. Slate was the first one that came out, by the way, with an article that was like mainstream. Funny enough, I do not read Slate. Media. I don't really like it, but I thought the woman had some gall to write it. Yeah. She got a lot of backlash. Yeah. Uh, But it started a conversation. And so when just before, the reason I wanted to talk about it on the air is because you said, well, like, when is there going to become like a point, you know? And um, de Blasio, I think, has a goal. I'm going to misquote the number. It's five or seven million, but there's eight million people here. So I think it's five. But by June, they're going to reevaluate the outdoor mask rules, and they might just lift it all together in the city. So I think there's research being done. Good. Um, so I'm going to keep, you know, well, it, the truth is, is here in Red Hook, I don't cross a lot of people. So I can kind of just have it ready uh, and then pop it on when I get near, you know, when I see somebody. But um, But I am keen to, you know, venture outside of my neighborhood. Yeah. Comfortably. Um, I don't know how you do it working indoors with a mask. Yeah, I'm required to wear one eight hours a day. And, like, of course, at the end of the day, the first thing you want to do is rip it off. But, like, you remember a year ago they were like, the droplets leave your mouth and they're sort of aerosolized and they live in the air for, like, 25-foot radius and it lasts for 48 hours. Like... The nature of a novel virus is that no one understands it and the data changes constantly. And yeah. I know a lot of people that claim to be pro-science. These are progressive people. But when it comes down to it, they're not following the science. They're still living as though it's April 2020. It's yeah. April 2021 now. We know so much more than we did then. And like I was telling Kevin, like if people were getting COVID from walking down the street, we all would have had it and we would have had herd immunity and like, july like we'd be already through this if everyone was at risk like that but i would maintain that it's a personal decision once you get immunized that i think it's been true for the whole fucking year that's what's so frustrating yeah i um yeah i noticed i've noticed i went to i did go to your neighborhood this week actually and i noticed more people just kind of going for it Mm -hmm. uh in carroll gardens so it's changing. I don't know. Anyway. I think I, there, I, I, a guy I really respect today, a music reviewer, was just like, I still wear a mask outside because I'm trying to give respect to people who haven't been immunized. Yeah. And I only halfway understand that <laughs> because it's just, uh, it's maintaining the theater behind it. Like it's never going to... If no, if no two people can agree and no one feels comfortable doing it, it's a little, it gets a little squishy. Well, it's a public discourse as of today, not because we're talking about it here, but no, because it starts, it starts here. <laughs> but because <laughs> the it's, Daily Echo. it's been being talked about uh, in other um, mainstream media like the Times and and on NPR. Yeah. So I think it's good, uh, and we'll see what happens. But I, you know, I'm ready. Um, I'm ready to go outside and and see a smile you know my feeling is that like there's all these people on the right that are that were that were knee-jerk anti-mask people that continue to eat inside 
And then there's all these like super scoldy, judgmental, neurotic, germaphobe people over here on the left that mm-hmm. want to do, they, they want to let everyone know how good of people they are. They want to follow every rule to the letter. But I'm starting to see people that are more in the center that are just exercising common sense and they're following the science. They're not following the, yeah, you know, the dogmatic stuff. And so I want to be in the middle at this point. That's why I'm excited that, you know, I'm not even a de Blasio fan, but I'm glad that he came out there and actually said, you know, we're looking at we're looking at masks. We have a target goal, and maybe we can step back from it after that. So you think they'll do it city by city? I think, yeah. Well, state by state, state in some cases. Yeah, yeah. But we're our own country, so. Well, that's a big deal in a dense place like this. If they start doing it, and it'll be sort of a guinea pig for everybody else. Yeah. So I, I look forward to that. I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine too because I saw those dance parties in Fort Greene this summer. Those, but those were super spreader. Was events. it? It wasn't a super spreader event. Nor, nor were the protests. There was not. There's not one single incident of an outdoor super spreader. Yeah, event. no, I get it. I know. But we know more now. Yeah, we know now. A uh, couple covers. Uh, covers. Excuse me. A couple of requests. Uh, I'm gonna play them back to back. I don't know if they pair nicely or not, but we're gonna do it anyway. First one's called Serotonin by Girl in Red. And the second one is Buy Her Candy by Slater Kinney. So here we go. I'm running low on serotonin. Chemical imbalance got me twisting things. Stabilize with medicine. There's no depth to these feelings Dig deep, can't hide From the corners of my mind I'm terrified of what's inside I get intrusive thoughts like Cutting my hands off like Jumping in front of a bus like How do I make the stop when it feels like my therapist hates me Please don't let me go crazy Put me in a field with daisies Might not work but I'll take a maybe Daily, but only me can save me So I'm capitulating, crying like a fucking baby I don't wanna miss a bala I don't wanna be cicada I don't wanna I'm running low on serotonin Chemical imbalance got me twisting things Stabilize with medicine There's no depth to these feelings Dig deep, can't hide From the cold
in time. Very professional. Um, Brett, last time we did a live show, which was two weeks ago, we had Brett Stetka on, who wrote a book called A History of, a hum- of the Human Brain. Um, my recap of it, is he had really smart questions to a lot of really stupid, <laughs> really smart answers to a lot of really stupid questions, and uh, I think uh, I think he was awesome. So that our was, stupid questions, yeah, ours, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yours was good, um, but it was Im- fun. I can't imagine the uh, pressure of having to not only conceive it and write it, but then help promote it, like they. You know, it's like when you put out a movie and they make you go on like Jimmy yeah, Kimmel or some shit. Yeah. Now you got to do radio interviews constantly. I think ours was probably a little bit fun, right? I think he had fun. <laughs> I think he enjoyed it, actually. He had really positive things to say afterwards. Good, so. good. Um, I know his uh, his wife's mother thought it was fun, was the oh. review that I got. How'd she end up listening? She got... There, we post the replays. She got a. She listens to the replay. Oh, good. So, Do, have we ever said who his wife is? No. She's talented. She's very talented. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if she wants that out there. Um, you could look it up, I guess, if you work hard <laughs> enough on the internet. But um, but now the only fallout that happened from that show is um, 
is I played some music that he and I have done together. And this this lady that uh, that I know that used to call into the show a lot, Helene, she basically told me that I was torturing the listeners when I was singing. Um, and then she said, you know, me trying to pawn Winston off on you. It's not very, you know, fun as a listener <laughs> to hear someone who doesn't want to own his cat. I love that cat. It's just funny to me. Um, but she basically just like shat on me on this call. Was that the first real critical feedback you've had uh, like that? Uh, ever? For the show. <laughs> just for the show in general. Well, you know, the thing that I took more offense to was the singing part. You know, I, I, I uh, felt really small and stupid. Um, <laughs> you shouldn't. <laughs> Everybody's, everybody knows it's like, it's, it's clearly pretty good and you worked on it and it like, I was the, the sing, you wouldn't even notice the singing part as you know yeah i tried to hide it well sorry let me rephrase that it's not, <laughs> it's not that you wouldn't notice it doesn't stand out as being yeah. off key or you know whatever yeah i tried to hide it but so she really shot on me and it fucked with my head and i was really proud of that show until then and then all i could think about was how embarrassed i was to play my music on the radio you know what the worst insult that you can get if you play a live show is if someone said someone in the crowd like your friend says you guys seem like you were having fun up there <laughs> the <laughs> ultimate kick in the balls like if someone Oof. says that to you they hate you that's so funny because the one so when i was in a band in college and we'd play out like every weekend when it was um when it was an act that i really didn't like uh or was not impressed by uh, and this was like a thing within my band so this is like totally pulling the, cu the curtain and showing what we did but we would always just tell them that, you know when we didn't like them that they had really nice tone so <laughs> the ultimate cop out so, yeah it's the ultimate cop out <laughs> but you'd be you know you'd be overhearing the bassist talking to somebody in like the other band and he's like god you got a really great tone <laughs> and musicians kind of love to hear that so like you can get out of it a little bit uh, like it sounds like a good thing to say. it was a really funny move but it it was not a compliment but that's like telling someone their boyfriend or girlfriend sucks like we were talking about before sometimes you got to do it i guess that's no, you I don't mean. not when somebody's not with somebody's singing i think that's a pretty personal thing to say yeah it definitely hurt my feelings all right, check her off the list. She's she's dead to me. No, she called me today, but I and I didn't answer. I was busy. Um, she listens sometimes. It'd be funny if she heard this. But if you are listening, you hurt my feelings. Just so you know. Play it again out of spite. Oh, I don't want to hear it again. She ruined it. For no, me. you don't. I can't believe what she says. <laughs> ruined it.
day where the, the cats want to be fed. It's very annoying. They're up on the work desk. They're kind of circling the... May, you may hear some samples here pretty soon. <sighs> Do you know Fortet? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Do you have opinions? I like it. I've never seen him live. I heard it was good. Yeah. I've seen him live twice. But I, uh, I think his new album is awesome. I just discovered it, huh, and it's not even like typical, like for the show. But I'm gonna play a song anyway because I thought it was really good. Uh, and so let's let's enjoy this. And then uh, Alt J has a new album. They got a good new song too. So these are both 2021 releases. Uh, check it out. This is called Teenage Bird Song. Thank you. 
It's me, Eric, 
Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. As it has been for many, 2020 was a difficult year for us financially, and Very Dollar helps us stay on the air and allows us to continue our work in the community. Please help by pledging whatever you can. We are a non-profit organization, so all contributions are tax-deductible. Please support with a monthly pledge or one-time donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Cool. Way to get the word out, man. You're listening to The Daily Echo on Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn. Um, you were going to say something about moms? I've been thinking about moms lately. You've been thinking about your mom. It's good. It's been a long, hard road, and Mom's Mother's Day is coming up. Wait, it's been a long, hard road. It's been a long, hard road. I would say since nine eleven. You and your mom? Yeah. Hmm. I would say she was not around at all when I was in high school. Oh. I think I had I had a little bit of uh, resentment. Yeah, it came out in some really weird ways, and you know, you, it sticks with you in ways you don't realize. And then she got really political after nine eleven. So we had about fifteen years of bad blood. And wow. then in this past year, this past year has been bad for a lot of personal reasons, pandemic reasons, political, politicized COVID reasons. But now, I had sort of a re- revelation. She introduced me to some spirituality and religious stuff. Really? Yeah, and I start I started to like try really be open to trying to respect it, right? So we talk a lot more now, which is really unusual. That's great. Cuz life's getting a little shorter. Yeah. And so for Mother's Day, we were chatting about me and Kevin and Pauline about uh getting their impression about us as adults and mm. what went right and what went wrong and what their memories were. I don't think my mom would be honest. She would just be, she would say glowing things about me. But she's got to have some like funny stuff that we don't know about. I don't know. Probably. My mom, my mom was awesome when I was a kid. Yeah? Yeah. We had fun. She was, uh, <laughs> one, one of my siblings got in trouble once. This is a memory I have. One of my siblings got in trouble once related to partying when we were young. And my mom said, she said, God only knows what Kevin does, but at least he doesn't get in trouble. It's <laughs> <That's> nice. <laughs> it's great. Could you, uh, did you have parents that you could just talk about what was going on, so to speak? You know, everybody talks about that. Like I don't talk to people about what's going on in general, so no. Well, it's even harder with your parents. Yeah. It's twice as hard. Yeah. Yeah, so no. But that's on me. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> Cuz they wouldn't they definitely wouldn't have wanted to know the kind of shit we were up to. Yeah. It was trouble. I was trouble. Um anyway, let's see. We got about 19 minutes left of the show. Um we you know, I'm I'm kind of sparing everybody. Because the other anniversary, other than uh, Prince's death, was that uh, Temple of the Dog came out 30 years ago this week. And I was very tempted to play some Temple of the Dog. <laughs> what did that mean to you when you were a kid? Did you, were you already fans of all that stuff? I was becoming a fan of all of it at the same time. 
So it was in there. Because, like, you know, uh, uh, Eddie Vedder wasn't popular. And the first thing he did was that song Hunger Strike, which came out before Pearl Jam's first record. Oh, he didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so, um, so yeah, so I, I do like this album. You remember the video, of course. Oh, yeah, they're in the grass. <laughs> That is absolutely the most... I'd have to think about it. As far as 90s videos go, they use all the same tricks, like all the same camera tricks. Yeah. I think that one's way up there in terms of uh, being influential. Let's play it. I want to tribute to this great accomplishment. And, you know, Chris Cornell died now so this is called say hello to heaven it's track one anyway for all of you youngsters out there in bushwick that's uh, it's a little taste of what music sounded like 30 years ago. Hope you like it. Here and there, I've heard people that I really like in the sort of uh, underground snob music critic community that have revisited some of it. Somebody said the other day that they thought Alice in Chains' Dirt oh. still was one of their top five. I mean, and this, this took some balls to say because these are really, really ivory tower you know, clickish music critics yeah. that just said that, you know, they revisited it and it was, it was a time capsule album and it's like, you know, I've been listening to a lot of nineties music lately. Yeah. I watched, um, MTV unplugged Nirvana yesterday by myself. A huge deal when it came out. It's amazing. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh temple of the dog 30 years ago today. I saw him in Tallahassee about a month before he died. Who? Uh, Nirvana. Oh. And I think Flipper. I'm trying to remember who opened. Cool. It was super noisy and, you know. That's pretty cool. I always wanted to see Nirvana. I didn't know you got to see them live. Well, now I live in Carroll Gardens, Gowanus area, and it's full of teenagers because there's a couple different middle school and high schools around there. Yeah. And I see Nirvana shirts virtually every day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cool look. (laughs) It's a good shirt. They did a good shirt. So... Anyway, all right, let's do this. Give you another two for last 15 minutes of the show. We talked a lot today.
much the show i um was gonna go to the emails real quick i did get uh a note from a listener um we were talking about vaccines when i when i tore into pauline we were talking about vaccines with brett a little bit and we didn't really talk about them today but um six so this is about the the halt of um Johnson and Johnson, I guess. Six people get a blood clot and they halt millions of doses in the middle of one of the worst pandemics in the Earth's history. Similarly, six plus people are shot in a mass shooting, which will happen several times through a given month or year, and nothing happens because of an ancient Second Amendment rule so people can have guns that they don't need. And it's surprising that gun sales go up each time there is a shooting and it increases the likelihood of more. Um, So yeah, six people. I don't know. I don't... 
I don't know if I would get the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. What did it? Did anyone die from the blood clot or have like extended health problems? I don't know. Not to my knowledge. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that one, but I like it. I like that it was contributed to the show, and uh, I like uh, I like audience participation most of all. So I don't know what we have in store for you next week, but I do know that the whole cast will be here. So hopefully you can come back, Darren. Love to. It'd be great to have you. Um, that's the show. I got sound effects in the background. And so we're going to go ahead and go out on this one. Uh, here now with Rachel C is next. Uh, Darren was with us. My name's Kevin. And I'm Eric. And this is the Daily Echo. Good night. If you go away... On this summer day, then you might as well Take the sun away All the birds that flew in the summer sky When our love was new and our hearts were high And the day was young and the night was long and the moon stood still for the night bird's song If you go away If you go away If you go away But if you stay I'll make you a day Like no day has been all Sail the sun, we'll ride on the rain And talk to the trees And worship the wind And if you go, I'll understand Leave me just enough love To fill up my hand If you go away, if you go away If you go away If you go away As I know you will You must tell the world To stop turning Turning Till you return again If you ever do For what good is love Without loving you Can I tell you now as you turn to go I'll be dying slowly Till the next hello If you go away If you go away If you go away But if you stay I'll make you a night like no night has been or will be again I'll sail on your smile, I'll ride on your touch I'll talk to your eyes that I love so much 
that if you go, I won't cry. Though the good is gone from the word goodbye. If you go away, if you go away, if you go away. If you go away, as I know you must, there'd be nothing left in this world to trust. Just an empty room full of empty space, like the empty look I see on your face, and I'd have been the shadow. Your shadow. If you might have kept me by your side. If you go away. If you go away.